This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and Clark Judge. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is sponsored by GEICO, which is 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. And you know something? You probably should have gone there 15 minutes ago. Our next guest, Lomas Brown, not only is one of the most durable offensive linemen in NFL history, but only one blocker ever played or started more games. True. Lomas played 263 games over his 18-year career and started 251 of them. Started left tackle when the Lions, Detroit Lions, reached their first title game in 34 years in 1991. Started left tackle at Arizona in 1998 when the Cardinals won their first playoff game in 50 years. And he started for the New York Giants in the 2000 Super Bowl and picked up a Super Bowl ring two years later with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Almost went to seven Pro Bowls and his blocking helped Barry Sanders win two NFL rushing titles. Yet... Strangely, remarkably, I don't get it. He has never been a Hall of Fame finalist or a semifinalist. But he's here today to talk about that with us. And Lomas, want to thank you for joining us. No, I thank you guys for having me on. It's a pleasure being on with you guys. Lomas, how does a guy survive 18 seasons in the NFL at left tackle <laughs> facing the league's best pass rushers week after week after week? <laughs> the first thing I'll say is blessed and real, real lucky. Because, you know, I had to avoid a lot of things. You just, you know, you don't play that long, especially at that that position in the NFL without a lot of things going right for you. And the first thing was my health, being that, you know, I didn't suffer a lot of injuries, only one one surgery, which was a arthroscopic knee surgery back in 89 that I had. So I was real blessed from that standpoint. And just being able to evolve because, you know, I got in the game in 1985, and I went through three decades, the 80s and 90s and the 2000s, and the game evolved. And as a player, I had to evolve. My first six years in the league, I was more of a masher. You know, I came in about 310, 305, 310. So everything was just brute strength and just trying to move guys with girth. My last 12 years in the league, uh, my weight was in the 70s and the 80s, so I was pretty much all technique from that point because that was the only way I was going to survive in the league playing at 275 and 80 pounds at left tackle. I had to have great technique to play up against some of the guys I went through. So I think those were the two things that helped me out the most. We like to uh, ask guys that are in the position you're in if they understand how the Hall of Fame selection process works and, more importantly, have you figured out what, what we haven't been able to figure out, which is how you got left out of the process in the first place? You know, I, I, I watch it every year, and believe me, I'm happy for, especially every time a lineman goes in, an offensive lineman. I'm so happy when they go in. You know, watching big Orlando Pace go in this year, I was so happy for him. And then what I do is I just put my numbers up against the person that's going in numbers, and you know, looking at Orlando's Pacers numbers, again, you know, mine are comparable with that. But I always knew when we were in the league and as an offensive lineman, you always know that without team success, you really don't have a lot of individual success. And, 
you know, if I'd have been on maybe some better team, you know, success, it, 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 the wait might not be this long. You know, I might have had a little bit more success, so my name might have been out there a little bit more. So I kind of know as an offensive lineman, those two things go hand in hand. But I always look at what the linemen that go in, I always kind of look at their numbers and compare uh, my numbers with theirs. And, you know, like I say, with Big O going in this year and some of the other guys, I've been comparable with them. But I think success breeds. I don't know. <laughs> That's my short answer to that. <laughs> it's pretty good apparently, one, actually. Yeah, apparently the hall doesn't know either. <laughs> hey, hey, Lomas, and we're speaking with Lomas Brown on the Talk of Fame Network. Uh, Lomas, because I hit third in the lineup here, these guys like me to swing for the fences, and so I'm going to with this question. Do you believe you belong in the Hall of Fame? I do. I, I do. I do. And this I have always been, and I'm glad you asked me that. This is how i always been my whole career. I've always thought if it's, if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. That's, that's kind of how my whole career has been, even with getting to the Super Bowl in my last year, uh, going to the Super Bowl in my 16th year, my first Super Bowl in the six, my 16th year. You know, some of the things that happened to me later on in life. But, again, you know, if you look at the numbers, if I throw my numbers out on the wall and my name wasn't on top of those numbers, I just think people looking at 18 years, seven straight Pro Bowls, a couple of all-pro bids, you know, they might think that that guy might be worthy to get in there. But I, I, I feel that, yes, personally, I do feel like I'm worthy to be in the Hall of Fame. Lomas, not many athletes leave on top. I can think of John Elwin, Peyton Manning, retired after winning Super Bowls, and Lomas Brown. Counting the playoffs, that Super Bowl at the Bucks was a 276 and final uh, game of your, your start of your career. When does a player know it's time to leave? You never think in your mind that it's time to leave. Even right now, at the tender age of 53, I think I could give the Lions a play or two. I think I might give the Lions <laughs> Probably good. One, one or two plays I might be able to give them. So, mentally, you never think. You always think you could compete. You're in the game. That's just your psyche. But I'm telling you, your body, your body will tell you. And that's what started happening to me, especially – I started feeling it my last three years in the league, especially when I was with the Giants. When we lost the Super Bowl to the Ravens, and that was mid-February, we got right back to work. I think we reported back in April. So I was still sore from not only the Super Bowl, but from that whole season. And I don't think I ever recovered from that point. And like I say, you could just you know, my body just starts slowing down. The guys start getting faster coming off that end. My slow twitch muscles just weren't reacting the way you they, they used to react. You know, so you start seeing little things. It's the little things that start adding up to the big thing or the finality that you are going to have to retire or your days are numbered. It's the little things that you start seeing happening. Like when you play on Sunday and you got to take Toradol to play in the game the following Sunday. You know, I started getting to that point when I was in New York. So it was just the little things that started happening that really tell you, and it's mostly your body is going to tell you when it's time that you need to hang them up or at least consider hanging them up. Just to follow up on that, uh, Loma, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, especially mentioning you know, the things you had to take late in your career to play. I was talking to Mike Flynn, who used to play center for the Ravens, and, and he told me that, uh, yeah, when you're young, 
said, you know, they come to you and say, you got to take a shot. You go, I don't need a shot. I can play with anything. Then when you get older, you're asking them for the shot. Uh, to, <laughs> is that true? Is that sort of what it gets to as, as you get older? so true. That is so true. You think you're so invincible, man. When you were young, that's why you see a lot of the young boys, young ball players get in trouble. Because even though I've never been a, a, a braggadocious person, but I've always been a confident person. You know, I didn't have to show my confidence. You know, some people have to show their confidence, and some people are confident about their confidence. That's how I was. And when you're young, you think you're invincible, man. You think you're going to play forever. You can't tell me I'm not going to play forever. I'm not going to make all this money. You know, you can't tell me I can't run through that brick wall or knock this guy down. That's just the way you think when you're young. So, right, when they come to you and tell you, you know, take this pill or take that, even the flu shot, I remember that was a big issue in our locker room with the Lions. Guys were <laughs> like, man, you know, because of what happened with Bruce Smith before one of his playoff games, he couldn't play because of the flu. So everybody got in the uproar and wanted players to start taking flu shots. And that was a big thing. Man, look, I don't need no flu shot. The flu can't do this to me. I'm this and that. <laughs> So, yeah, you're right. That happens when you're young. But they, you better believe if you play this game long enough, you will be asking them doctors then to give you something because you're going to need something for the pain or just to get through till the next week So you because it's ultra competitive. Hey, Lomas, you know, like you, we know when it's time to go, and we got to get moving here. So thank you so much for the time, and best hey, of luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy. I, thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thanks, Lomas. That was Lomas Brown. Just ahead, our game changers of the week and why Ron doesn't like another idea the NFL's pushing. Shocking. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.